to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are on the block here on 93.7 The Ticket, brought to you by Their Mercado. Myself, Jake Falkovin, and Eric Strickland. We're pleased to be joined now on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline by Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Evan, how you doing? What's up, guys? Just, yeah, hanging out in San Diego with a big 10 here in Lincoln. 70 degrees. Can't complain. Oh, I know. It's really nice outside. I was uh, spending a lot of my afternoon uh, out there just to, just to enjoy it because I, I fear, I, I hear and fear, I suppose, that the Nebraska weather will be back here in about a week. But uh, anyways, we'll, we'll take it while we can get it. Have you made any plans for what you're going to do when there's no baseball season this year for the Major League Baseball? Man, I hope it doesn't come to pass. It's, it's, it's a bummer that opening day is wiped out at least it, it appears that way and um yeah, i don't know i guess i'll you know do house chores and, and, and boring <laughs> things like that i'm glad there's a college season but man uh I, I am a big mlb fan uh i hate to see what's going on with the game um but man yeah honestly i i hope some changes made i think there's a lot within the game how it's governed from the collective bargaining agreement and things like that that need to change uh, i don't know if the players will be able to hold out or not, but uh, yeah, it's a sad state of affairs right now. Yeah, it really is. It's it's a uh, it's it's very strange to see that it play out that way, and, and hopefully they do get back um, to to playing it and swinging the bats out there. Nebraska baseball obviously has done that to start the year. hasn't been the best uh, start for them. I was reading the uh, kind of maybe can help me kind of through this that uh, Will Bolt will be suspended for the next game because he was tossed uh, at the end of the last game, so he didn't have enough time to sit out apparently. Yeah, it's it's part of the rules. I was looking at the at the NCAA rulebook here just this afternoon, and so yeah, if you they call it post participation. So if you're ejected after the game ends, then you have to serve that one game suspension the next time that, that you play. And so yeah, I mean, you, if you recall how the Sunday game ended, Nebraska has the bases loaded. Griffin Everett has a dribbler to third. It looks like he beats it out. He, he pretty clearly does if you look at the stills and the video replay. He's called out. The game's over, and Will Bolt uh, comes out, argues, and he's uh, you know ejected, uh, quote unquote, um, pretty quickly thereafter. And uh, you know he'll have to to sit out the first game of that doubleheader Friday. So they play at 11 o'clock, and and Will Bolt won't be a part of that. He'll be back for the three o'clock one. I don't know uh, how much sense that necessarily makes. Uh, you know, the logic is probably debatable, but that's the current reality for what they're up to this weekend. I like how they have a rule for if you get ejected after the baseball game because it doesn't really make too much sense. But I suppose it did happen there. Um, is the is the competition? Of course, Nebraska's one and six start um, has been a good against a good competition. Maybe that's why people aren't too panicky. And of course, obviously, a northern team playing down in Texas. Um, but they're going to do that again. Is the is the competition step? down a level or are these still some pretty good games in these double headers are going up against uh, I mean of course you never want to take anybody for granted but yeah it's it's a it's a lower tier of team I think when in UT Arlington and Northwestern State I mean if you're Nebraska coaches and you're trying to get your guys up um, obviously beyond just the normal stuff you can point to the fact that Northwestern State did take a game from Oklahoma last weekend they happened to be uh, actually playing at Globe Life Field at the same place where Nebraska and TCU were so I'm, I'm guessing they probably got a little glimpse of what they were going up against there but neither team uh, is off to particularly great starts uh, on that side of things 
you know, um, Northwestern State has traditionally or historically, I suppose, been sort of a stepping stone program for a lot of coaches. Uh, you know, a lot of Husker fans might remember Dave Van Horn before he came to Nebraska was the coach there uh, once upon a time in the late 90s. But, uh, you know, it, it's a weekend to me where if you're looking at Nebraska taking that step forward, this is the weekend where Nebraska has to earn it. Like the first couple of weekends, you can kind of talk yourself into this idea that, well, you know, TCU is a, a top 25 program and they're not going to give away much in terms of walks and defensive mistakes and things like that. You can count, I think, a little more uh, realistically on these two opponents this weekend maybe beating themselves a little bit and maybe not having uh, the high-end talent that Nebraska's first two opponents had. So it feels like a weekend where if you're Nebraska and, and you play the, the way that you want to play, uh, you should feel pretty good about it. It's, it's that old college baseball adage that whichever team makes fewer mistakes tends to win the games. I think that is especially true in a game in a weekend series like this for Nebraska where you're playing doubleheaders Friday and doubleheaders Saturday. Um, they should have the deeper um, pitching staff, I would think, in, in those two uh, twin bills that they're going into. And so, yeah, I think worst-case scenario, you, you come out of that weekend 2-2, two and two, more than likely you know, you really want to go 3-1 and one or 4-0 and, oh and, and get this thing back on track. And then you have you know, the, the, the Tuesday midweek game at Kansas State, and then you're home at Haymarket Park for 12 games for most of the rest of the month. So this is sort of that last chance to set the tone before you come home and, and show the home crowd what you guys are uh, able to do. It's good to have you on the block. Um, thank you for joining us again, as always. You know, obviously, uh, we've been talking throughout the, the season, the basketball season, about the Nebraska Huskers and the way that they've been playing, the way that they've been losing, uh, the long streak, especially the streak against top 25 competition. Uh, they found themselves going and getting a, a big win at Penn State. Some thought it might have been a fluke similar to that of Minnesota, but then they back it up and they go out there and, and get one uh, after taking Ohio State to overtime, and they do it in a in a in a in a solid way. What is your thoughts now going forward? What what, what could you see as some possibilities um, down the down the road for them? Just just the next game against Wisconsin, who obviously had a big win, and 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 took that. But then, do you think they can make some noise in the Big Ten tournament by the way that they're playing if they continue to play that the the way that they are right now? Yeah, it kind of tickles the imagination a little bit, doesn't it? Where, like, you're so accustomed to a certain result, even when they're leading at halftime in games, you're like, okay, well, what's what's going to happen? How's it going to kind of go south this time? And it, it hasn't done that the last two games, and they've looked strong uh, for, for long stretches. And, you know, the, the Ohio State game is kind of interesting. I, was, I wasn't able to, to, to really follow much of it, but just seeing a little on social media and, and seeing how it turned out late, uh, it does like it, it just like, you know, you needed just a little bit of evidence, something that could show you that things could work. And it, it's kind of funny that this little run happens right after Nebraska makes the announcement that Fred Hoiberg will be back for another year. And I, I think it's sort of um, again, it just sort of reminds you that, like, it doesn't take a lot to, to instill hope. And I think that's what these last two games have done, if nothing else, is like it. it makes it at least somewhat realistic to think, okay, 
when things work out, here is some evidence of what that actually looks like on the court. And, you know, again, like they could lose to Wisconsin and they could uh, go one and done in the Big Ten tournament. And, you know, you're still looking at, at what the season was, which is obviously not what anybody is hoping or expecting. Um, but, you know, it does. It makes these last two games or, or, or maybe two or more uh, interesting. You know, you're, I think you're, if we're all going to follow it a little bit more closely here down the stretch to see if they can do um, sort of like what Tim Miles' uh, last Husker teams did, making that run in the Big Ten tournament, um, and, and just you know, giving you some hope, giving you something in March to be excited about. I think that's a win for Nebraska basketball in and of itself. Um, you know, and again, it, it may revert, but maybe it's the start of something different. I think just the fact that, that there is some excitement and some hope around this team in the month of March, uh, you know, that's something I wouldn't have expected a few weeks ago. All right, it's a beautiful time of year because we can jump around from sport to sport. So I want to get to the football because they had their their press conference here uh, on Monday, and basically everybody it was was available uh, as far as the coaching staff and and a few of the players as well. Was there anything that that that, that kind of stood out to you uh, first and foremost from their press conference? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, first and first of all, it was just great to be back. It felt like kind of the first time. I mean, two years ago we had that same roundtable right before the pandemic hit. And, and nothing had really been the same. This kind of felt like a return to that, which was a breath of fresh air. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, I think, still the big story that we'll continue to follow through the spring and in the fall is what does this offense look like in this sort of marriage between Scott Frost and what he did offensively and Mark Whipple and what, uh, you know, how he's had success at different stops and more of a West Coast type of, of of offense and so that to me in the big picture remains sort of that most interesting thing um, you know in the smaller stuff I was with uh, Donovan Rayola the offensive line coach at his table for a while I thought he was uh, you know a little more thoughtful maybe than when we heard from him a couple more months ago he's settling in getting to know his players and that's a really important position for this team I mean it it doesn't really matter what your quarterback and your receivers and your running backs are like if you don't have anybody to 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 protect you and to pave the way especially in the Big Ten and so I think uh, just getting an early sense of of how that line wants to operate uh, you know the qualities that he sees in a center some of the guys who um, have impressed in the offseason and then just in that first practice Monday I think all that stuff will be uh, continue to be really important as we move forward and they're just a lot of really interesting um you know position battles and you throw on top of that all the new coaches the new philosophies the way that they're sort of uh, having to collaborate and brainstorm on the fly and and come together to some sort of consensus that's going to be different from what we saw uh, under these past coaching staffs i think it's it's really fascinating to see what that looked like earlier this week and then what that's going to look like as we go through spring and into the fall Last question from Strick. Um, women's basketball finished with a with a three game win streak, with a tremendous record at home at sixteen and one, uh, almost five hundred on the road. But at the end of the day, they they find themselves uh, doing well with eleven seven conference uh, record in the Big Ten, and now find themselves getting ready for the the tournament. Um, do you think they need to increase their their value in seeding? Do they need to win a game or two in the Big Ten, or do you see them uh, getting in um, on selection uh, Sunday? Yeah, I think they're pretty safely an NCAA tournament team. To, to me, the interesting thing about the seeding strike is that 
you know, especially in women's basketball, you really want to avoid that eight nine line because you know if you're going to be up against the number one seed in the second round, especially in that particular sport, man, it, it is it's almost impossible in women's basketball to to beat a one seed that early in the tournament. So, mm-hmm. you know, if nothing else, if you can get up to a seven, uh, you know, something like there's a huge. I think, in my opinion, it's a huge difference just getting up to the seven as opposed to that eight nine line. So if that means you you know you you need to you feel like you need to win another game or two in the Big Ten tournament to feel good about it, then I think that's the most important part about that stretch. But um, to me, with the the quality wins that Nebraska has, I think they're safely in. And I would say I've, I've been pretty impressed by how they have responded to uh, some of the off the court stuff that's gone on in this last month with Ashley Scoggin off the team and one of their assistant coaches on leave like a, a lot of teams i think lesser teams maybe less mentally tough teams could crumble in those sort of situations and and they've responded by having some pretty good games down the stretch so in some ways it feels like this team's best basketball may yet be ahead it feels like maybe with some of the younger players on this roster that it's even a little bit ahead of schedule from where they maybe have projected it to be preseason so i think if you can you know continue to have some confidence down the stretch avoid that 8-9 line, um, this is a team that, in my opinion, could top out as a top 16, uh, you know, sweet 16 type team and, and, you know, make this month pretty interesting down the stretch. Boy, that would be fun. He's Evan Bland of the Omaha World. Errol. Evan, uh, we'll let you go and go maybe enjoy some more of that weather. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, there he goes. Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. And yeah, it's really nice outside today, so um, go on. And, you know, there's many different ways to listen to the ticket. You can do it while sunbathing, so that's not a bad idea, I don't think. But uh, we're going to uh, be right back here uh, on the ticket with Shootout with Strick, your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. First one in line uh, will get the opportunity to play. So call now, 402-464-5685, for your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. All you have to do is beat Strick in a shootout that's coming up next here on On the Block.